Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. All right, I think we have the uh, chair of the DNC. You know, can I get you? Can I get you and to respond? Uh, uh, Chairman Harrison, to this clip. Play this clip. (laughs) We talked about it in the first hour of our show. Play it, Daryl. Let me focus on the candidate, Terry McAuliffe, here, where he says that the problem for Virginia voters, the frustration for Democrats, is what's happening in Washington and the infighting and the stall of the two major bills, the infrastructure bill and the social safety net bill. How much is what's happening in Washington impacting, deflating potentially the votes that you need to get out to, to get Terry McAuliffe back into the governor's office? Well, I can tell you, in the end of the day, we're going to get the votes out to, to get Terry McAuliffe and Paula Ayala and, and uh, uh, Mark Herring, and then the Democrats in the legislature reelected. I know that we're going to be able to do that. And listen, I know uh, as my days working as the floor director in the Whip's office, the legislating process, the sausage-making process on Capitol Hill ain't always pretty. Uh, sometimes it's convoluted. Sometimes it's a little difficult and hard. But in the end of the day, we're going to get a bill passed that delivers for the American people and delivers what- for the folks in Virginia. Why should why should Democrats believe that? Because every Democrat we've had on this show has said, we're going to get this done. We're going to pass both bills. You know what else? All Democrats came on this show and said you're going to pass voting reform. Democrats also came on this show and said we're going to pass police reform. And you haven't done that either. So for the people who voted all you uh, you into the White House, the majorities in both chambers, why should they believe this promise when you didn't come through on the other two? Well, didn't we come through with the American Rescue Plan, a plan that has cut child poverty, uh, three million kids who are not in poverty right now because of that? Is one out of six? No, but listen, but is one out of six? I'm going I'm going to interrupt right here. (laughs) You know, and I said that, Chairman, I got to tell you, I, I you know, I told the audience. Not one Republican voted for the American Rescue Plan. Not one. Not, Not one. one Republican voted for the John Lewis uh, right, voting rights. Admit. Not one Republican. Uh, is there anything you didn't get to say yesterday because of the time limit on CNN? Take your time now. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that, Joey. You know, it, really, uh, CNN should do better. Um, because when they he tried to minimalize uh, uh, minimize this the the rescue plan, there was so much in the rescue plan. Right now, people's pensions were secured um, because of the rescue plan. We were able to increase health care for folks because of the rescue plan. Increase the amount of money that folks who were struggling for food in terms of uh, you know the food stamp programs and other programs housing initiatives, all because of the rescue plan. And he said, well, it's one out of six. Well, hell, you can pass a, a post office, and that's a bill. Uh, so <laughs> is it all about just the number of bills that you pass? I mean, right now there are HBCUs that got money through the American Rescue Plan that were able to even forgive student loan debt for some of their kids and to keep their doors open because of the rescue plan. That plan was tremendous. Now, do we need to do more things? Yes, we do, and that's what we're working hard to do right now. But to kind of dismiss it because you're trying to get one out of five or whatever, 
Yes, we still understand that we got to get the George Floyd Policing Act done. Uh, the big, big obstacle that we have for many of these things, because we pass all of these bills out of the House, the obstacle is the 60-vote total that we need in the United States Senate. And we're trying to chip away at getting folks to understand that, you know, in order to save our democracy, we're going to have to really uh, focus on how do we get past this filibuster issue? Um, because that is blocking so much progress from happening in this country. Um, and then I, I still think we will, and I know we will, uh, we'll get the, the uh, Build Back Better plan done and the infrastructure plan. And those things are chock full of good, good stuff for many of our communities, many of the struggling communities that we have right now, from broadband to better roads to improving the infrastructure in our schools uh, to, you know, expanding Medicare, including dental and vision for, for our seniors and family uh, uh, paid family leave. So there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, but, you know, for them to just kind of dismiss the yeah. fact that, I mean, even if you just took the child tax credit part, I mean, yeah. 3 million kids are not in poverty right now because of that. All right. That's a, that's a big damn deal uh, in, in, uh, as a kid who grew up poor. Uh, and so to kind of dismiss that, uh, it, uh, and, it was and, a little and, irresponsible. And not one, and this is the thing, not one Republican in the House voted for it. Now the other, or the so, Senate. Or the Senate. That's absolutely, so, that, so then, so for pe- people who aren't politically astute, what is, <clears throat> is your biggest obstacle is it the and the, and is it the fact that <clears throat> Republicans have just decided they're not going to work with Democrats? That's that's kind of why I'm asking the question. What is yeah. the obstacle? That is a huge obstacle that Republicans and Mitch McConnell in particular has decided, just like he did for Barack Obama that he is not going to allow this president to be successful in delivering for the American people. When you look at the fact that they are willing to tank the American economy in terms of increasing the debt ceiling, when you look at the fact that they aren't willing to do just the little things, but they want to take credit for it, um, but they aren't willing to do the little things that are so necessary to move things forward, I mean, there are a bunch of hypocrites who sit on the sidelines trying to gum up the works instead of actually trying to help to improve the lives of people in this country. Um, and, and it's sad, but it's the reality of what we have to deal with. Uh, and then the hard part is, folks, you know, the bottom line is this. We got 50 votes in the Senate. Uh, right. When you think about what is the, the most – the minimal number of, of uh, seats that you can have in order to, quote, unquote, still say you have the majority, that's where we are. <laughs> So that means if somebody gets a cold uh, and you got to vote on the floor that day and they can't come yeah. in, then you're right. in trouble, right? You're in trouble. Because you That's need right. every <clears throat> single vote. Yeah. And yeah. we have a caucus that is as diverse as Bernie Sanders on the left and Mitch uh, and uh, Joe Manchin on the right. And so it's hard to get all those 50 people on the same page every single time on every single issue. Um, and, and so it's difficult, but you know what, we're going to thread the needle and we're in the end of the day, we are still going to get some stuff done for the American people. One of the things, uh, we had a fascinating, uh, uh, exchange with callers. It was four straight hours. I, I, I raised the, 
the uh, question. If you had a chance to sit down in front, and not a town hall meeting, but one-on-one with President Biden, what would you tell him he needs to do? And for four straight hours, Chairman Harrison, we had solid wall-to-wall calls. And, and these weren't hostile people. I mean, they were, yeah. these were voters. But one, good, one suggestion came out that stood out in my mind. They, one person said, and people started agreeing, that maybe the president should go on a, what did, we, what did I dub it as, a truth, tr- have truth rallies. Just like Donald hmm. Trump has, lie, I call them lying rallies. I mean, he's having these rallies <laughs> in Iowa, and he's lying. He's having a, a, a rallies over here, and he's lying. I just thought I'd, I'd drop that in, in your lap. What do you think about that? That instead of always responding to the lies that are being told, th- that Democrats, as you just pointed out to a degree, have so many positive things to put on the table. Just your response to that. I, I just yeah, think that's yeah, what yeah. he should do. I, I, I get on a plane I, and go into these, you know, these states uh, where you can get some a senator or two. Go ahead. No, I, I think it's a great idea. And I will make sure that uh, when I talk with the president's folks that we we suggest that. You know, it's important right now for us to go out there and push back against the lies that we are seeing. And, and it, it's overwhelming. I mean, they in every aspect, yeah. in every medium, all they do is just lie. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it, it is <laughs> – I mean, when they open him out, Rona McDaniel, who is my counterpart, I mean, I mean, when she woke, wakes up in the morning and looks in the mirror, I mean, and opens her mouth, I think lies just fall out because it, it is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, uh, whatever, McEnany, uh, who was uh, Donald Trump's press secretary, just had something on there about the Hatch Act. These are the same and saying, well, the, the Biden folks are, are breaking the Hatch Act. These are the same people who had the RNC convention on the grounds of the White House. What bigger uh, – <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's just I absolutely know. amazing that, that they just they – just, they just lie. Yeah. It's yeah. a, a and, and, whole and, and, caucus full of lies. Yeah, and let me tell you, when, when President Obama used to have uh, – he would have a group of us who, you know, had broadcast, did had talk shows – we would come, he'd have us over to the White House and we'd sit in the Roosevelt Room, Tom Joyner, yours truly, Roland Martin. It was a bunch of Londa Adams. And we'd all sit around and he, he wanted our input. And if, you, the reason I bring this up, we could not discuss politics. I mean, partisan yep. politics. And he would remind us. That's how straight on the straight and narrow he was. He said, whoa, I can't, we can't talk about that. These the the Trump folks they don't like you said they have a RNC convention at the White House which is against the Hatch Act so so yep. let's talk about Virginia for a minute um, yes sir and 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 that is um, what is your <clears throat> and I'm not going by polls but what is your feeling or what sense do you have that's going what's happening on the ground. Uh, and as well, it relates to the gubernatorial race in Virginia, well, this is it is strictly a turnout election. 
we turned our folks out, Terry and the Democrats, uh, up and down the ticket in the House of Delegates and statewide win. If we don't, we're going to lose. And so it's important for folks to understand what that contrast really means, the difference between a Terry McAuliffe and a Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin is a Trump acolyte. This right. is a guy who says that, uh, you know, he's – He's proud to, to have gotten the endorsement, and I think Trump has endorsed him six times uh, from, from Donald Trump. He wants to overturn Roe versus Wade. He doesn't believe in uh, uh, you know, doing what we need to do to handle COVID. Uh, he, he believes in the big lie and all these election fraud. He even believes that there was something nefarious that went on with the voting machines in, in Virginia and may happen again. So, you know, we know that this guy is not in it for uh, uh, the improvement of the lives of the people in Virginia. He's in it for himself. He's in it to promote the, the agenda of Donald Trump, whereas Terry McAuliffe, on the other hand, this is a man who has a record of delivering for the people of Virginia. Uh, look at what he did in terms of giving uh, – People their rights back, helping to franchise folks to you know who served their time in prison and giving them rights back. What he's done for for education in that state, what he did for healthcare and, and fighting for the right to choose for women. I mean, he has a proven record of delivering for the people of Virginia, uh, whereas this guy has a proven record of doing whatever Donald Trump wants him to do. And, but isn't uh, but that, isn't that's it a contrast? Yeah, but isn't it interesting that that. He's been endorsed, you know, six times, different venues, but he's never been on stage with Donald Trump. And the last time he was endorsed, he wasn't even in the room. I mean, clearly, nope. he clearly he does not want to be seen with Donald Trump. He's trying to play it both ways. And what uh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, in essence, what he wants is he wants all of the Trump supporters to, to be out there and for him, and he agrees with all that they're saying, but he also understands that he's in Virginia, a state which Donald Trump lost by 10 points. So what he's trying to do is to, to gen up the excitement from the Donald Trump base, get all the support from those folks, but then try to appear as if he's some type of moderated force. When we know that when he gets behind closed doors and, and we've gotten tapes and all that for him, uh, he comes up with, you know, I really don't support uh, the right to choose, right? But he'll try to moderate himself when he's run in front of a TV camera. Um, and so this is this is a wolf in sheep's clothing, folks, uh, and understand that he's just a little more sophisticated, a little more smooth than Donald Trump is. But he's yeah. Donald Trump. Don't right. don't make, don't mix it up. He is Donald Trump, and he's an right. acolyte of that way of thinking. And what is your ground game? On in Virginia, uh, because that's the first uh, test. What's your ground game? I mean, what 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 do you have? I guess what I'm asking is, what do, does the Democratic Party have in place in case people yeah. want to know how they can help? So we have uh, the DNC itself is committed to uh, Virginia. I mean, we're probably at this point, uh, so probably six million dollars on the ground in Virginia. We just added a few hundred thousand dollars for more black radio and more uh, Latinx, uh, Latino radio and some AAPI uh, ads in some of the local papers. Uh, we got hundreds of staffers on the ground in the communities, and they've been there for months now, uh, making connections. Uh, 
Uh, we're engaging, you know, the, the Divine Nine, the sororities, the fraternities, some of the civic organizations, the Masons, the Eastern Stars. We're doing all that we can to make sure that we're getting the message out about Terry and uh, Hala and, and Mark Herring and the folks in the, in the House of Delegates. Uh, and so if folks want uh, to be involved, first of all, I, one of the things I, I'll ask people to do, if you're in Virginia, go to IWillVote.com. IWillVote.com. Put in your information. Make sure that your registration and all that stuff is up to date, that your, your address and all that, so that you know where you need to go uh, in order to vote. That's important. Uh, you know, early voting, we've had early voting there in Virginia. It's still going on. So please, if you want, go ahead and vote early uh, to just get it out of the way. Go and cast that yeah. ballot. Vote blue all the way down. Um, that's a way. You can go to the uh, vademocrats.org. And sign up to if you want to canvas or if you want to make a um, uh, donation yeah, to the right. campaign effort. But right. all of those, uh, if you want to be phone banking, and it doesn't matter where you're doing it from. You can do it from Virginia or you can do it from California. You can phone bank for Terry and the Democrats. We need all of that help. So you can go to either IWillVote.com or VADemocrats.org, and uh, we would love your help uh, as we uh, make uh, sure that we keep Virginia blue. Now, I, I assume I'm uh, correct. Just what you said for Virginia, you're, you're planning to do the same thing, Arizona and Georgia? Yes, sir, we are. We have committed already about $75 million. Um, this is for uh, a 50-state uh, strategy so that we can make sure that we are um, investing in every state, not just uh, the battleground states, um, we are making sure that we have voter protection staff on the ground right now. We, uh, we are also gearing up for lawsuits on all of the redistricting that's taking place. You know, Republicans are trying to draw these districts. We've set aside a few million dollars uh, for all of the lawsuits that we're going to have to file, I'm sure, because uh, they're not doing right in black districts or uh, yeah. uh, Latino districts. So um, $75 million so far that I've committed, and, and that's only the start. Um, you know, as we continue to raise more, I'm going to commit more to doing what we need to do on the ground. But Arizona and Georgia are two of our battleground states yeah. um, going forward. Florida is also in there, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Uh, we're we're going to be working hard in Texas because we need to get rid of Abbott there. So there are a lot of states where we're going to work really, really hard, North Carolina, uh, to make sure that we flip some seats, we need to win more seats in the Senate, uh, that we keep our control of the House of Representatives, but we also pick up some governor's mansions and uh, yeah. make some gains in the legislatures. All right. Yeah, because uh, this, 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 I was sharing with people, 49 states that have introduced over 400 bills to restrict voting. I mean, you know, you got to win. And those are, those are state <clears throat> election see that and but you also have the john lewis bill and and the uh the other bill that uh uh, uh the freedom, uh, to, vote freedom to vote act that could counter yeah. those that could counter those thank you for coming on let's stay in touch uh and, we'll do. Uh, and, and folks should know uh, uh freedom to vote act uh leader schumer said that he's going to put that on the floor this week um, so we know we got 50, seat, uh, 50 votes for it in the Senate. All 50 Democrats are supportive of that bill. Uh, uh, the question is whether or not Joe Manchin 
is able to deliver on any Republicans. And, and uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, well, that's uh, okay. No, no, wait a minute. I can't let him go now. So it, so the count has been the, the whip is already counted. You've got the fifty. It, we but, got the but, fifty. But now, how many votes do you need to get it passed? Well, we have to break the filibuster, which is okay, uh, in order to get closure, we got to get sixty. You got to get so sixty. That's, so yeah. and that is what Manchin was tasked uh, to see if he could get see. some Republicans on board. Uh, we'll yeah. see where the bill goes, and then after that, we're, we're going to yeah. have to make some uh, some hard yeah. decisions and make yeah. some push. Now, this is the Freedom to Vote Act, right? Uh, yes, that, yeah, different than the John Lewis Act. But see, this is why we have to do these shows. And see, <clears throat> this is what CNN ought to understood. Wait a minute. This is so important, and you can't get one Republican to commit it this time. And and we no. we got to break the filibuster. Then, of course, the president has to do his part, too. That's why I got to tell you I'm going to be out in front of the White House on the 19th. But I'm going to be doing <laughs> okay. my thing. You know, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm old school. Hmm. Make them do it. (laughs) Make them do it. All right, man. Thank you so much for it. I appreciate it. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.